You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for Fanside and Pro Football Weekly. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. And you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. I want to thank everyone who has been listening over the course of this offseason, this draft, I've said this before, but it's now happened a couple times that we've had the biggest day in Locked On Packers history. That has happened several times this offseason. It happened last week. And it is so great to open the, the program that I use to post this show. I can see live downloads, so I can see where people are, are checking in, where I can see where people are listening. And... So I just thought it would be fun to to shout out some of those places because you wouldn't you wouldn't know that people are listening where they're listening unless you saw it. Unless you could see it with your own eyes. So I'm going to shout out the listeners in Wichita, Kansas. This is great. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. I'm going to I'm going to start building this into the show, I think. I I think it's a a cool way to appreciate the work that that you guys are doing and listening to this because it is work. You have to find the show, you have to commit to listening to it, and we're three times a week, even in the off-season, which means you could have a backlog of shows in a hurry. I had a, I had a listener send me a message and say, hey, I, I li- just listened to all of these shows on a, a long car ride, an eight-hour car ride, and that, that is amazing. Thank you so much for listening, each and every one of you. This is a passion project for me, so I... I love it, and I love bringing it to you. I am bringing you a great guest today, Zach Ellis, who covers Vanderbilt Athletics for the university. We used to work together at Sports Illustrated. He is one of the best dudes in sports media, one of the best dudes you will meet. Super nice guy, but also knows Oren Burks the newest linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. And so we're going to have a discussion about him. I can't tell you how excited I am to have Oren Burks be a Green Bay Packer and for you all to meet him, not just on the football field, but as a person. As you'll hear from Zach, this is a guy who was involved in all sorts of activities, not just on the football field. And there were never any Josh Rosen-like questions about does he love the game? Multiple position changes, a guy who was in the weight room getting bigger to play linebacker, adjusting to all of these different schemes and and coaching changes that he had to deal with and continued to thrive, was a vocal leader for the Vanderbilt Commodores and all of the things extracurricular that he was involved in. The Green Bay Packers get not only a tremendous linebacker, an outstanding athlete, but a tremendous young man. And I'm really excited to have you experience that with me. And we're going to, we will, of course, talk about all those things as they happen and as we see them. This is something that I want to do for as many of the draft picks as I can. 
already have interviews set up to talk about Josh Jackson, to talk about Jair Alexander, uh, working on uh, some Jamon Moore, Equinemia St. Brown. I want to bring these players to you as part of a series. We're going to call it Rookie Orientation. So this is part one of Rookie Orientation. It's going to be Oren Burks. I, I think Green Bay has a player that they can play in nickel situations. He can be the dime linebacker. I posted a, a video on Twitter of a screen pass against the Saints last year. And it is a spread formation for New Orleans, but they're not in five wide receiver personnel. And Kamara is one of the split backs. And they run a little screen to Kamara. Blake Martinez, who's covering the tight end on the other side, has to come all the way across the field. He's the only linebacker on the board. He has to come from all the way across the field. If he is Oren Burks, he makes the tackle for an 8-10 to 10 yard gain. It's still a great play. It's a great formation. And, and the Saints do an excellent job of executing it. It's a very difficult play to defend. But if it's Oren Burks and not Blake Martinez, he runs it down for an 8-10 to 10 yard gain versus 24, which is what it ended up being. So I think you're going to see Green Bay deploy him as a linebacker. I think they're going to deploy him in the slot, covering running backs and tight ends. And you'll hear Zach say that Oren Burks is always on. He, he is a creative, thinking football player and is willing to say, hey, I think we should do this. Hey, what, what about this? And I think that just, it's going to dovetail beautifully with the way Mike Patton approaches the game. He wants every advantage Mike Patton does. And he wants every week to have a game plan that is unique to their opponent. And he's going to solicit advice and, and input from the players. And I think this, this pick in particular, now obviously Burke's a freak athlete. Green Bay said he was the number one linebacker athlete on their board. And his athletic testing numbers speak to that. But Mike Pettin and these coaches were going to have some say in free agency. And so I, I'm interested to see eventually if we can find out how much the coaches had input in these draft picks. Obviously, the coaches are going to watch the tape on some of these guys. Not everyone, but the guys that the front office likes and the guys that they'll target. They'll, they'll throw on the tape and they'll study. And I think from a personality standpoint, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a guy that Pettin in that room said, I want this guy because he can play that sort of hybrid linebacker role. He can cover in space. I mean, this is a guy, you, you turn on the tape from his freshman year, and he's playing free safety. And now he's playing near the line of scrimmage, something he had to do because Zach Cunningham left the program to go to the NFL to become a very good linebacker. But Burks, I mean, just talking offline to Zach about Oren Burks, he was glowing about the kind of kid this is, the kind of player, the kind of person, the kind of leader, I mean, the, and the kind of intelligence that he had. I, I ask a, a wonky question that, that is basically there is this conflict because one of the problems that Burks has on the field is his instincts in the run game are developing. And that's because he's, he's fresh to the position. I mean, really, he only has one year as a true linebacker. He played the star position in 2016, which is a hybrid, a, a common role in college football, but it's a hybrid position. 
you play some linebacker, you play some safety, you play in the slot, you play all over. It's basically the nitro linebacker uh, uh, for the Packers. And then he moved traditional linebacker. But one of the things that everyone says about this kid is that he's incredibly smart, that he retains information, and, and you'd have to be to play three different positions in four years. But so I, I asked Zach how to square the fact that everyone says he's really smart to the fact that he doesn't have great instincts yet on the football field. And I, I didn't mean to question the kid's intelligence. Quite the contrary. I meant to, I wanted Zach to give me an example of, of why he's so impressive, why he comes off so smart. And I think he does that. And, and I appreciate him covering for me because the, I, the question is, is worded sort of oddly. Um, but, but that was the, the heart of what I was trying to get at is everyone says this kid is super smart, um, but the instincts are not there. And I think the simple answer is just, he's new to the position and he's absorbing so much information and has had to learn so much over the course of the last few years. It's just coming. And the, his best football is in front of him. Before we get to Zach, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge subscription giveaway. Put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes, and you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value. And they have so much content right now post-draft, so many articles breaking down the draft with, with data and with their charts and tools and all of the things that they have at their disposal. By the way, NFL teams use Pro Football Focus charting data. They pay for it. And they pay for proprietary data that, that PFF doesn't make public, but a lot of the stuff they do make public, and it could be yours. All it takes, your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes to enter. All right, let's get to Zach Ellis. He is Zach with a C, Ellis, VU on Twitter, writer and digital media editor at VUCommodores.com, the editor of Commodores Nation and the host of the Commodore Insider podcast. Zach, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Thanks, Peter. Really appreciate uh, you having me. So one of the the picks at the top of the draft for the Packers that I think was the most surprising, and not in the way that it was like, oh, we don't need player X. It was just sort of like, oh, I'm not familiar with this player, was Oren Burks, the linebacker from Vanderbilt. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show to give our listeners a little bit of insight into who this player is, where he came from and, and what he could be in the NFL. So w when you just think broad strokes, when I just like say the name and, and his time at Vanderbilt, wh what, are you, what are your big sort of top line takeaways about him as a player, as a person, whatever it is? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, n not knowing as much about what the Packers run, but I mean, I think versatility is probably, to me, one of the biggest assets of Oren Burks. I mean, he's a guy that came in, he was a James Franklin recruit, arrived here in 2013, redshirted then. And when he finally played in 2014 um, as a redshirt freshman, he started as a safety in the secondary. And then 2015-16, switched over to outside linebacker and then inside linebacker as a senior this past year in 2017. All the times that he had played were under Derek Mason, who most people know is a you know pretty stout defensive mind. And uh, so he, he's really a guy that's been able to thrive in all these different positions, seems to really settle well in the linebacking core. I mean, last year was able to set a career high in tackles with 82 total tackles. I mean, uh, but he has that ability to switch around. And, you know, having talked to him a lot during this process of going through the uh, going through the combine, uh, watching, you know, being around pro day here, here at Vanderbilt, things like that. I mean, he really thinks that his versatility and talking to teams 
was something that stood out to them. And so I think when you look at him, depending on what the Packers want to do with him, he's going to fit a lot of different molds, uh, though he has certainly had the most success, I would say, at Vanderbilt in the linebacking core. What can you tell me about the position change? Because based on what I've read and, and what I've been told is he sort of started as a as a defensive back, even played some free safety, and, and then has also played the star role, different different kinds of hybrid roles, and, and played a lot of more traditional linebacker last year. Yeah, 2016 was sort of that start, um, sort of that hybrid role there. We kind of played in between a little bit. And then last year, you know, last year he really stepped up as a true linebacker, mostly because they had lost so much at that position Vanderbilt had. I mean, uh, in, in the 2017 draft, in the second round, the Houston Texans picked Zach Cunningham, who was an All-American mm-hmm. here at Vanderbilt in the linebacking core. Oren was sort of solidified as being the replacement for him there. Um, now, from when he switched from the, the secondary to the linebacking core, that was before my time here. I can't speak to that as much. But in terms of s- situating into where he was as a senior last year, where he kind of thrived, that was mostly just out of necessity. And he became a guy who, uh, you know, was, was just very reliable back there on a defense that, frankly, at times was not very good, uh, at least in terms of what Derek Mason is usually uh, accustomed to putting out. I mean, he was the one kind of d- dependable tackler back there and at times when they were missing tackles and just not playing very good defense. But, the, you know, he, he was he's just one of those guys, you know, is always going to be there uh, when, when a tackle needs to be made. And he, as someone who came in in the secondary and made that move, I mean, he's really flourished in that role. And, and obviously, having been drafted in the third round, it certainly worked out for him. I mean, among all the draftees this year, he was he was the only one picked from from Vanderbilt seniors, and uh, you know he's a guy who I think, as I've mentioned before, versatility is kind of his. He's what he, that's what he can hang his hat on. But I do think that uh, you know switching over out of necessity after Zach Cunningham left, and after a couple others left, and this year being one of those leaders of that group, that was that was where he really did end up thriving this year. One of the things that that you keep seeing in scouting reports and and, and talking to people who who have studied him extensively, you hear the word intelligence. But they also point out that his instincts as a linebacker are still evolving. Where is then the intelligence part of that? Can you sort of explain, um, as someone who, who related to him on a day-to-day basis, who talked to him, you know, w- explain to me why there's that disconnect there. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think his intelligence is being able to adapt to a new position, uh, and even though he might he might play as well as he did in 2017 in that uh, you know in that inside linebacker role, still not having perfected it. Now, if you talk to him, actually sit down with Oren Burks, it's easy to see why he's intelligent. The guy off the field, which I can go into later. I mean, he, he's done a number of things, and just a tradition. You know, you don't want to get too cliche, but in the sense of a student athlete, he certainly embodies that. But you know, I, I think being able to, you, know, you see kids switch, switch positions and not always do well in switching. And I, and I mm-hmm. think he's been able to do that. And I think that speaks to his intelligence. Now, can he get better? Absolutely. But you got to remember, it's his third position uh, in four years of playing. And so I, I think when you talk about the, the intelligence, it's just talking to him, seeing that he's got that football IQ. He understands the game. Uh, you, you talk about having kind of a quarterback in your defense. He was certainly that guy for them, I think, last year. Again, a defense didn't play as well as they wanted. But, um, you know, can he get better? Absolutely. But uh, having to switch positions so much and having to switch coaches at times as well. I mean, again, you know, when he when he started playing here in 2014, Derek Mason had a defensive coordinator. Then the previous, in the three years after that, Derek Mason called the plays himself. So he's switching positions. 
he's switching coaches in a lot of ways, and then in linebackers coaches as well, those are all, those also switch around at times for Vanderbilt. So, yeah, I think there's a. I mentioned the versatility, but he's able to adapt with that. Some kids aren't always able to do that, but he's only really had one season in the position with at which he is being drafted, really from his 2017 film, and so I think that speaks to me uh, to to the intelligence of him. Yeah, and I I didn't mean to imply that like explain to me why he's smart. I didn't ask the question in a great way, so that that's a bad job by me. But I'm I'm, I'm glad that you got what I was getting at. Um, let's talk about uh, Oren Burks, the person, because that is one of those things that has come up a, a number of times uh, in conversations about him, the leadership, um, the kind of person that he is. Uh, can you can you speak a little bit to that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's that's one of the things that at least. In the Vanderbilt Athletic Department, the athletic director, David Williams, really tries to, to strive to provide for student-athletes here is, is a bigger experience than you might see uh, out off the field. And certainly, Oren is a guy who evolved into a leader on the field, but he was also very, very involved on campus with, with several different uh, groups. I mean, he was he was awarded for a number of different awards. He was a finalist for the Wooden uh, Citizenship Cup Award, a national thing. Uh, he was part of the 22-member All-State uh, national good works team. Uh, he studied abroad while he was here. He's, he's gotten his degree. He's, he was the president of Vanderbilt student athlete advisory committee, which basically, uh, you know, handles a lot of the academic, uh, academic support of student athletes here and helps them improve that. I mean, he's a guy who, you know, you don't, I don't think you see a lot of, a lot of NFL draftees that have done as much as they do as he has done off the field. And so that's something that you're going to see a lot of with him. The NCAA did a really, really good video feature on him last year, just about how he has been so involved with extracurriculars here. And, you know, from, from my seat here as someone in the communications office of the, of the athletic department, he's always ready and willing to, to step up and be sort of an ambassador of the department. He, I think he went to uh, SEC media days, I, I want to say three times to represent Vanderbilt, which as, as you know, with all those media days mm-hmm. circuits, the coaches don't send people they don't think are going to represent well. So, you know, he's somebody who in an interview setting is going to impress. Uh, it, it's no doubt to me he did that with certain teams. But uh, again, you know, he's, he's also got to put it on, on the field and put it on film to succeed in the NFL. And I think he can be able to do both of those things. You mentioned the void left by Zach Cunningham uh, at Vanderbilt and, and the, uh, the impact that, that that had and his willingness to step into that role. Had he already established himself as a leader pre-Cunningham or was that something that he grew into after um, Cunningham was drafted and, and, and basically the, the defense and the team needed a voice? I would say that he that he had already sort of embodied that just because Zach Cunningham, for as good of a player as he is, is a pretty soft-spoken guy. He's more of a lead-by-example type guy. Mm-hmm. Warren's the guy who's going to stand up in the locker room at halftime they're down by 10 and say, get your shit together. So he's the guy who's <laughs> got to really step up and say, I, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna actually tell you guys, hey, here's how we should lead, here's what we should do. Um, because a lot of times you have those vocal leaders and then you have the guys who lead by example. And that's, that's not a slight to Zach Cunningham in the in the – in the in the least, but Oren Burks is the guy who you know he he's a guy who you listen to him talk and and you can tell he is sort of a leader. But he you know as I said, it was out of necessity stepping into that position. But at the same time, I think he leads different in a way that Zach Cunningham might have, just because sure. that's just kind of his personality. Yeah. What about I mean, obviously having to change positions, he had to change his body a little bit. Um, you know, is is he one of those guys who's going to be first one in, last one out in the gym? Is he that kind of guy? 
Yeah, well, he's certainly his work ethic's certainly certainly known well here. I mean, he's uh, you know he he I think he probably stepped that up a bit last year just because as as you alluded to, he kind of had to at times. But um, yeah, I mean, he's 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 definitely known as a workhorse just because as I mentioned, he's balancing so much off the field that maybe a lot of other student athletes aren't. And I think just in that way he was always kind of turned on, you know what I mean? He's always the one who has ideas and always the one that wants to, uh, that's going to be, you know, first one into the weight room and last one out. And that's, he's one of those guys that Derek Mason, when you have a defensive head coach, a guy who is you know, known for his defense and, and at least for three of his years ran the defense here as the coordinator, uh, you got to have guys who are going to step up and be, and be that example. And I definitely think that Oren Burks has, was that here at Vanderbilt. As you were as you were tallying off all those other things that he was doing, I'm thinking, how did he do all of those things, and adjust to a position change, and be a leader on this team, and you know do his schoolwork? He had to graduate. I mean, that it really is remarkable that he was able to do all of those things. Whereas some some student athletes can barely barely balance being a football player and an athlete. I mean, really- and, a, and a student. Yeah, it really is impressive. I mean, you know, I, I I think about my my college experience. I was not a student athlete. I was just a student, and it was hard enough. And so I can't imagine right. doing all things <laughs> doing at an. You got to remember too, Vanderbilt's not a, not an easy academic institution. No. This is a place that will test you. You have kids here tell us that all the time. You know, and uh, it, it it takes a unique a unique kind of person to play in the SEC here at Vanderbilt because you're you're handling the SEC rigors of every other school, but the academic stuff on your plate is often so uh, so much more so you know he's a guy who's now that he's in a situation with the Packers where he can focus entirely on football I'm really interested to see uh, I think the sky's the limit for a guy like him I love what you said about about him being always on and being an idea person because Mike Patton the new defensive coordinator is the kind of guy who who thinks the game in a certain type of way and I think I think those two are really going to get along I wouldn't be surprised if if Patton was one of the guys pushing for this because he just seems it just seems like they, they approach the game in a similar kind of way. So that will be cool to see what happens there. Zach, where can, where can people find the work that you do? Where, they, where can they find you? How can they connect with, with everything that you put out into the world? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'm the writer and digital media editor at VUCommodores.com, which is the uh, official athletics page of Vanderbilt. Uh, the Vanderbilt Commodores, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Zach Ellis VU, that's Z-A-C Ellis. SVU. Um, and uh, yeah, all of our stuff's there. All my stories are on VUCommodores.com where I'm covering not just football, but all of our 16 sports here at Vanderbilt. So it's a, it's a fun gig, but certainly as we get into the fall, football takes precedent on a lot of stuff. So there's plenty of stuff that will be coming down the pike. And maybe stuff on the next Packers draft pick coming up. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Zach. Thanks, Peter. Really appreciate it. You are listening to Locked On Packers on the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local daily sports podcast network. Be sure to catch up on everything NFL-related with Locked On NFL and Locked On NFL Draft. I want to thank Zach again for joining the show. It was great to talk to him, great to catch up. Uh, Like I said, we worked together at SI many moons ago. Started in this business together, and, and it's glad to see him doing really great work. Be sure to follow him on Twitter, Zach with a C, Ellis, VU. Not the first Commodore to be taken by the Packers. Obviously, uh, Casey Hayward went to Vanderbilt. So, you know, th- this is this is not a football powerhouse school, but as he mentioned, it is a rigorous academic institution. So the Packers, who have a history of drafting smart players, get another one in Oren Burks. All right, we're going to have Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson introductions as part of 
rookie orientation the rest of the week. That will be Friday and then Monday of next week. And we're gonna we're gonna ratchet it down a little bit. Still three days a week, but I think we're gonna have shorter shows, a little bit less to talk about. So I have the second half of the Greg Jennings interview that I did during the season that I'm going to bring to you. That was a really interesting conversation. A lot of football in the first act, and the second act is a lot of off-the-field stuff, a lot of post-career stuff, how he takes care of his body now, and it's a, it's a really good conversation that I'm excited to bring to you. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. All of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com and all of the draft breakdowns on Fansided at Pro Football Weekly and, of course, at AcmePackingCompany.com to make sure you stay locked on Packers.